Hello and welcome back to Big Les's League and all rugby league experience. I'm your host, Big Les. Let's go through the news and updates over the past week. Uh, there's been some big ones. Angus Crichton extending with the Sydney Roosters. Big signing there for the Sydney Roosters, Angus Crichton. There was a lot of speculation he wouldn't be staying with the Sydney Roosters due to salary cap issues, but he has re-signed with the club, I think, on a three-year deal. I think that's what I heard, a three-year deal there for Angus Crichton. So a really good signing for the Sydney Roosters, and I think he'll do some great things there over the next few years. Don't see him leaving there, to be honest, to end his career. I think he stays a Rooster for the rest of his career, Angus Crichton, and the Roosters are extremely lucky they got his signature. Also in news, Cameron Serraldo signs with the Bulldogs. Bulldogs finally getting their man on a five-year deal. A five-year deal there for a rookie coach is quite interesting. Hopefully, he doesn't get sacked. I'm praying for that. We've seen assistant coaches in the past go to head coach uh, and don't really do too well, particularly with Trent Barrett. Uh, that didn't go too well with the same club, coincidentally, with the Bulldogs. So hopefully, Serraldo does a good job. I thought Mick Potter was doing a really good job, and I thought they would have re-signed him, to be honest, as the head coach moving forward. He was doing a terrific job as the fill-in. You think about what the Bulldogs have accomplished with him in the head coaching role. Matt Burton's really started to take off. You can see Kyle Flanagan, they've chosen him at halfback now and he's worked out really well. So congrats to the Bulldogs for getting Serraldo. Interesting to see how he goes for the next five years. But as I said, I would have rather have signed Mick Potter sticking with something that's been working. They've been winning games and they've been looking bloody good doing it as well. So uh, it'd be interesting to see what Seraldo brings to that side. He's obviously been under Ivan Cleary, who's obviously won a comp and lost one to Melbourne. Uh, so they've been in two premierships. He's obviously been under Ivan Cleary, seen what he's been doing at Penrith. Uh, and I think he'll sort of try and incorporate that style into what the Bulldogs are doing as well. So very interesting next few years for the Bulldogs. Hopefully Seraldo can get the Bulldogs a premiership maybe in the next two to three years. I honestly believe they'll be contenders over the next three years. Give them three years and they'll definitely get there for sure. Going into another topic now, fines over suspensions. We've seen over the past few weeks, instead of players copping three weeks, four weeks, five weeks, they've actually started to give out fines rather than suspensions leading into finals. I've really liked that strategy, keeping the stars in the game, and it's for everyone. It's not just for the big stars, it's for the little stars as well. It's for every single player, rather than some players getting five, six, seven, eight weeks suspension, or it may be even just one, two, three weeks suspension they're getting $1,000 fines, which for an NRL player, I will admit, isn't really that much when you're earning 30 grand a game in Luke Brooks's case. But still, it's better for the game that these guys are still playing rugby league. I know it's about the punishment, uh, those guys missing out for doing stupid things. I get if it's stupid, then they can get suspended. But for the things that aren't really that bad, I think it's better to give them fines rather than suspensions. And the fans have liked it. The fans haven't really noticed it, but they've liked it. They've liked having their stuff in their sides rather than missing four to five weeks out with suspension. The argument you could bring into this, obviously Tarek Sims, he's missing the rest of the season due to suspension. You could have given him a fine instead or a big fine instead. Obviously, he's played his last game for the St. George Illawarra Dragons before going to Melbourne next season. Uh, There's the argument that you could have given him a fine instead, but a very interesting topic of discussion, and I think that the NRL doing a great job in doing that fines over suspensions. I think that is a much better way to go. Now on to the next topic, Payne Haas 
Take it or leave it. Deal or no deal. Payne Haas, he's been offered a million dollars from the Broncos. I think that is a six-year deal, a million dollars per year. Now, personally, this is my personal opinion. You do not pay over 800K for a front rower. Realistically, the most you should be paying for a front rower is around 600 to 700K. That is it. To give those million-dollar contracts to the people that deserve them, like the halves, the fullback, forwards don't necessarily need that much money. Uh, it's great for Payne Haas. It's great for the Broncos if they do keep him. But his manager wants to see the open market. His manager thinks that Payne Haas is worth more. As much as I like Payne Haas, as much as I think he's a really talented player and one of the best front rowers we've seen in a while, no front rower is worth over a million dollars, let alone a million dollars itself. As I said, the front rower range is between 600 to 700k at the most, not 800k and over. That is just ridiculous for a front rower. They should actually be spending that money on someone else in the spine. And at the end of the day, if Paynas does leave, he finds a better deal somewhere else. That's money you can use on another player, on a fullback or a 5'8", that is going to do some really good work for you. And a million dollar 5'8", I'm looking directly at Cameron Munster. If Cameron Munster doesn't stay with the Melbourne Storm, I'd be sending the money his way, to be honest. Now, Isaiah Papali'i, his manager has come out and said that he will be honoring his deal with the West Tigers. A great sign for the West Tigers. Isaiah Papali'i, is this what he wants to do? Is this just what his manager is saying? I think regardless, he should honor the deal. If you sign a contract, you honor the deal. You don't backflip because something happens with the coaching staff or whatever, unless it's really bad, which in this case, it's not looking too good. But I think as Billy Slater and as Freddie were saying the other night, if you sign a contract, you honor the deal, you go to that club and you serve the time that you've signed for. You don't backflip out of a club for any reason, unless it's really serious. But you can sort of see why Papali'i would want to leave this deal, would want to exit this deal, would want to go somewhere else, or maybe even stay with Parramatta. They've lost two of their stars for the year. Two of those stars apparently they're going to be leaving the club at the end of the year. We don't know that yet. It's just rumors, but apparently Luke Brooks or Jackson Hastings, or maybe even both of them could be leaving the club at the end of this season. One of those stars in Luke Brooks has been having a bunch of rumors spread about him reportedly by the club. I say reportedly because I don't really know, but reportedly by the club that had been spreading rumors about him. So it's understandable why Isaiah Papali'i doesn't really want to go to the West Tigers. The West Tigers not looking like the best place to go to right now. Meanwhile, at the Parramatta Reels, they're consecutively making the top eight, consecutively making finals. Why would you want to leave that to go to a club that's pretty much at the wooden spoon right now. They are in 16th place right now. They're on the wooden spoon spot right now, set to get the wooden spoon at the end of the season. Why would you want to go there, especially when the stars that have come to the club to improve the club are set to leave at the end of the season? Kalen Ponga, obviously a bit of news about him as well. Him and Kurt Mann getting kicked out of a toilet cubicle. In all respectiveness, I think that at the end of the day, Kalen Ponga recently made a house purchase, as his dad said. Probably had a few drinks. Probably wanted to celebrate that. Probably got a bit sick because he had too much to drink. Went to go throw up. Kurt Mann, being the friend that he is, going in there to help him out. And then something stupid, because the media don't have anything to write about, they decide, oh, Kalen Ponga enjoyed himself. 
myself the other night. Kalen Ponga got kicked out of a toilet for throwing up after he had a big night. Let's talk about that. I think it's just so stupid. Some of the things the media is told to write about, and sometimes it's not even the journalist's fault. It's their bosses. It's the hierarchy telling them to write this shit. I feel sorry for Kalen Ponga, whose name is in the spotlight now for absolutely no reason. And it's his business. It's his business. Like, why are we delving into something so stupid when we can focus on the good things that are happening in the NRL at the moment? Mental health round, the awareness around that, the recent development of the NRLW, adding some clubs in. There's plenty to talk about, yet the journalists choose this shit to talk about uh, that puts his name, Kalen Ponga's name, in the spotlight for absolutely no reason. And then finally, I didn't get a chance to do this the other day, obviously, when it happened. It was a bit of a shock to me. I honestly thought they were fake rumors, uh, but Paul Green, he had passed away in his home at Brisbane the other day, and I do want to pay my respects to him and his family. Uh, Rest in peace, Paul Green, a terrific coach, uh, a terrific player as well. People forget how good of a player he was, uh, but a terrific coach. He did amazing things for the Cowboys, including winning a premiership. Not every coach can can say they've won a premiership, but Paul Green can. He was a terrific coach, terrific player, and I bet he was a terrific family man as well, paying respects to him and his family in this hard time. It was definitely a shock to me. As I said, I thought they were honestly rumors. I thought that it was a really, really bad joke, um, but Look, scrolling down my Instagram feed, I found out that it was real, uh, and it was a real shock to me, a definite real shock to me. Didn't get to pay my respects on the day, but I am paying my respects now, and I think we really do need to push for mental health awareness round. I think that is something that the NRL really need to focus on for next year. Uh, It definitely needs to come into fruition, especially with the stigma around men and not being able to speak up because we're too tough, we're too strong, we can deal with it on our own. The truth is, sometimes we can't, and sometimes it is better to speak up. So if you're struggling out there, whether you're a man or not, if you are struggling out there, speak up, talk about your feelings. That's the best thing to do. Find someone you trust, whether it's a doctor, whether it's your parents, whether it's someone around you, a close friend, and speak up because at the end of the day, it is costing lives. People are dying from suicide every single day. We've definitely got to shorten the numbers of people dying every day to suicide because they didn't speak up, because they had no one to turn to, at least they felt that way way there is always someone to turn to so if you are feeling unwell if you're feeling a bit under the weather uh, mentally uh, then definitely go and speak to someone because there is always someone to talk to my dms are always open for the people out there that want to talk to me even and i know that sounds stupid uh, but i'm always here to talk um it does sound really stupid, but it's true. I'm always happy to have a chat. And as I said, there's plenty of other people out there as well that you can talk to, that you can speak up to uh, if you are feeling mentally unstable or if you are feeling uh, like something is just playing on your mind or if something's a bit too much, then definitely speak up to those around you. Uh, it really does help. It really does help when you speak to someone you know about something you're struggling with. So don't be afraid to speak up. One, two, three.